welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 132. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name's Steven, spelled with a PH and an A, like Stefan, but it's Steven. It's kind of confusing, but less confusing is my co-host Steven, spelled with a PH and an E, so phonetically it makes sense, um, but spiritually it's still V-E-N. You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, but I've had people call me Stephanie before, or Stefan. Stephanie or Stefan? Well, I think I get Stephanie just to make fun of me, but I do get yeah. Stefan or Stefan numerous times, usually from like European people. Like our foreign affairs minister. Or is that still, was that Stefan Dion? Oh, yes. Yes. So he's still doing that? I don't know I if don't he's know. still doing it. I should follow more Canadian politics, but yeah, I'm fine. still ha- hashtag Bernie 2020. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, me neither. But for those of you who don't know, CanadianGameDevs.com podcast is a show put on by the CanadianGameDevs.com website where we cover all the games made in Canada, the people who create them, and uh, talk about some events, some news, some jobs, and uh, some things you could wish list, some things we've been playing lately. It's a good time, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. How have you been doing, Steve? <laughs> been doing good. I, I have a... I, I've been doing well in terms of just I'm focusing on the backlog. So I still haven't, like, the only game I bought this year is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or whatever. And so I'm still just kind of making my way through older games and stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of nice and, you know, free. Like, it's it's just nice to relax and not worry about, like, playing the new, newest and latest, you know? Um, Be up on the discourse. You're not chasing that relevance. Yeah, and I don't know if much has released anyways this year has have any big games released this year um, and dreams i guess i picked Dream. i guess i bought dreams uh super crush ko <laughs> one of steven's contenders for game of the year so far but i've only played like two or three games out this year yeah so I'm, i've just been you know chilling works good all that stuff life is good life is is pretty good pretty That's good pretty pretty good I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, CanadianGameDevs.com is supported by our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. So back us there for special access to a Patreon-only channel on our Discord, early access to the show, and shoutouts at the end of every episode. Let's start with some events. Um, first up, sent to me by the lovely people over at OCAD? No. Let me get this right. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's a student gaming showcase um from the ontario tech game development society oh and it's happening uh on march 30th uh, from 11 a.m to 5 p.m at the ontario tech faculties faculty of business and it uh it's called gamecon 2020 uh, it'll be a student showcase of developed of student developed games and a great place to network talk to people get feedback um the eventbrite is up now and registration is free it's at the ontario tech university campus at 20 founders drive in oshawa is that where ocad is is ocad in oshawa i think so yeah okay i I think there's some ocad connection which makes me feel less stupid for bringing it up but gamecon (laughs) is uh an annual game development showcase hosted by the student game development society and the faculty of business so go check that out register for totally free other than your time going there but i think it would be worth it um so yeah check out that GameCon 2020 march 30th that's interesting because uh, uh well you said it was annual but i guess um because they canceled level up this year mm-hmm, i saw that which because of coronavirus or whatever which is 
interesting because like that I've gone to that show three of the last five years or four of the last five years and it's always it's super crowded and super hot and sweaty and gross inside there so if lots of people breathing on each other oh yeah if coronavirus was going to thrive any at any convention in toronto it would have been level up um which does suck for for a lot of students and stuff like that we we were Mm -hmm. even tagged in a few tweets of people just being like i've been really looking forward to this for the last like four years and like uh um, yeah, that sucks if this was, like, your year to go and it got canceled. Yeah, because I think school... I remember some... Uh, I forget. Some Someone told me that, like, schools can only send so many, and they kind of, like, favor the later... Um, the later... Years? The later years. Mm-hmm. So you'd say you get, like, ten, uh, or you could send ten teams. You know, it might be eight in the last year, and then, like, one and one for years two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really does suck for the for the people who won't be able to go. So I, I was wondering. I guess as annual, this keeps happening. I, I didn't know OCAD did their own thing. So maybe it expands and, and whatnot. Maybe look into that one if you if you're disappointed by level up, or just fail this year and come back for another year. You can also do that. Just don't. Just drop out. <laughs> um, uh, also, we've been plugging for a while. The Hand Eye Society's Comics X Games is TCAF still happening? I would put an asterisk next to all of these events we're talking about, <laughs> sure. in case of a huge coronavirus outbreak in Ontario or wherever these events are, and they get canceled. Um, but yeah, we've been plugging this Comics X Games happening at the Toronto Comics Arts Festival, May 9th and tenth. Uh, the Toronto Reference Library, check out that. Uh, and Icon Utopia finally took me like three weeks. I can say it right first try. Happening at the Riviera Events and Convention Center in Vaughan, Thursday, May 14th to Saturday, May 16th. There's going to be a lot of gaming stuff there, YouTubers, esports. Check that out. Uh, XP Game Summit, of course. Canada's little mini GDC, still not canceled. Happening XP or happening April 8th to 9th at the Westin Harbor in downtown Toronto. That's like right on the water, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we talked to Jason today. And he said they're monitoring local and provincial, federal health and safety stuff. Um, and they're on top of that. But as of now, it's a go. So you can check out tickets for that and register your game or yourself or both. It's cool. Cool speakers this year. Yeah. Um, and a ways away, of course, is the annual EGLX in Toronto. That's October 18th to 20th. And tickets are on sale now. So. I don't know how long the early bird thing is, or if there is an early bird thing, but that's easily Googleable. Uh, any other events I should plug, Steve? Not that I know of. Um, I can check game dev drinks. Oh, yeah. They also have game... I, I keep seeing the game audio power-up thing they do. It's like the first Wednesday of every month. Oh, so the I bre- guess we've breakfast? just missed... The breakfast? the breakfast Audio Club. Yeah. So we've just missed that one, but you should follow them on Twitter because they always post some lovely pictures of croissants and audio stuff it's a good time it looks like february's game dev drinks fell through at the last minute mm. and so i don't know so i guess yeah because that one's always the last wednesday of the month or last like mm-hmm. yeah last week of the month so i guess the february got canceled and then they're looking for march eat play mingle was this past friday it was Thursday? yes and people look like they had fun definitely follow is that's the indie mixer on twitter i think yeah it's always at power it's at uh power up bar um downtown toronto always a good time sweet all right let's move on to some news first up uh gearbox montreal's borderlands 3 wait is it montreal quebec city mm-hmm. i don't want to mess them up quebec city i think 
Ah, it did mess it up. Where's Sebastian? The Borderlands 3 DLC developed in Quebec is coming out <laughs> soon. Um, uh, coming out March 26th, entitled, this is a way too long of a name, Guns, Love, and Tentacles, colon, The Marriage of Wainwright and Hammerlock. That's way too long. Uh, coming to all platforms March 26th. Um, there will be a new planet, Xylorogus. Uh, that will be center stage for the vault hunters to explore and conquer. Um, it'll center around the engagement and marriage of two main staple Borderlands characters, Wainwright and Hammerlock. Um, so yeah, you can check that out. Everyone who owns the season pass will of course get that. And also, um, Borderlands three is coming to steam this week. Oh yeah, that's right. The famous Epic, Epic right? Games backlash that really didn't... All these gaming protests, there's never, ever been a successful gaming protest. Except probably the Battlefront 2 still holds the highest downvote in Reddit history. Um, and they actually got them to roll back the monetization. But as far as people are like, oh, I'm not going to buy Borderlands and Epic because China owns it or whatever. And, and then it did really well and it's going to do really well on Steam as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. the people that are really just not like the people that are kind of just too lazy to do anything about it. You know, the quiet people who are just like, well, whatever, I'll just wait for it's on steam. I don't mm-hmm. trust tense. Like they're quiet about it. They'll just, they're mm-hmm. just, they just wait. They, they're like, I'll mm-hmm. just play other stuff. The people who like, there's no really, shortage of games to play right now. Oh, exactly. Especially in September or whatever, when this game first came out. So, so they're just like, whatever, I'm just still playing, you know, X, xyz whatever i just bought this game on steam for five dollars blah 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 mm-hmm. um i like borderlands 3 but the season pass is 70 dollars canadian like the shit's yikes it's way it's way too expensive that's a whole other game i know and i'm like oh, i God. don't know about that season passes but... rarely go on sale too so it's just like ah oh, like i can buy like three games in the latest sale that i'm actually like interested in playing before yeah i, I do this so sorry sebastian sorry sebastian for those who don't know, friend of the show, Sebastian Scaini, works on this project, game design. So, if you want to support him. Actually, he probably gets paid the same regardless of how well this game does. But Yeah, he has his own stuff uh, on, <laughs> on Itch.io, so you can just go support yeah. him there. Oh, play uh, play the Scream one. That was fun. I checked that one out. Actually, just follow him on Itch.io. There's a lot of weird shit on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Friday, March 13th, uh, Borderlands 3 comes to Steam, and the DLC comes out March 26th. Um, yeah. Next bit of news, and I've I've tricked a couple of people with this one. Did you know? Well, we know, but did you listening to this right now know that Luigi's Mansion Three was developed in Canada by a Canadian studio? I did know that. Yeah, me too. I guess that doesn't really work. But I've got a bunch of people that were like, <laughs> they go to the site and I'm like, well, why is Luigi's Mansion Three in the header or something? Because it's developed in Canada, in, in Vancouver. Vancouver, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the DLC for that game is out now. Part one includes three new mini games for multiplayer screen park mode, six new themed goats, three new outfits for my man Luigi, and three new themes for the co-op mode. Uh, part two of the DLC is coming this summer. You can check it out for twelve fifty nine Canadian, which I'm guessing is the exact conversion from nine ninety nine US. Probably yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> check out the DLC. I have not played the co-op or the. <clears throat> Um, multiplayer mode so all of this is lost on me i played one kind of match or level and it was just utter nonsense it was just 
it was just so silly and like of course nintendo has their little app that you have to go do voice chat so i actually like went into that oh i hate that no one no one joined and it's just it was just like a different like i think there was five levels and you just had to um clear out all the ghosts on each level and there's like kind of co-op things like i got stuck in like a trap or something and i had someone someone else had to like pull me out but no one did it like it was it was i don't think it was really told to other players that i was in trouble so i literally mm. just sat there for the whole match just doing nothing um, you hate to see it yeah it, it's i was just like why did you make multiplayer with this like why like i think everyone would have rather just have i don't know i don't know if there's a big uh fan base for this multiplayer but i would assume people would much rather just have like an extra level or two in the main game Mm-hmm. the main game was tight like it was some of like it was like i i people throw this around a lot but it was like pixar level animation imo yeah no I, so much personality in these characters i think so yeah i agree i agree well you can check out that dlc or get the pass and everything i probably won't but anyway shout out to them no i can almost guarantee i won't but that's fine good luck <laughs> but will you get Toronto-based indie studio Blue Isles next game, Broomstick League, which is out now on Steam. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I compared it to the Harry Potter Quidditch game for PC. And then I went to their tweet where they announced this, and a bunch of the replies are just the cover art of uh, Harry Potter Quidditch for PC. (laughs) Which I'm glad I'm on the same page with some people, because that game was sick. This game looks sick. And if you're not a nerd, Quidditch is like the... It's the broom it's like you fly on broomsticks and chuck stuff into the hoops it's like they're soccer because they're british but this one only has like one goal at the end it's like a little black hole you gotta huck it into um and i don't know if all, there's all those other ways to earn points but it looks it looks pretty and uh i mean the if the ai is good this would have a really tight single player i bet otherwise definitely want to check it out oh they, they got wands they're shooting spells at each other oh, they, they don't hide i don't think they hide the fact at all that it's it's quidditch but um uh like it's i, I forget what i was trying to say it's uh i oh quidditch doesn't make sense the rules in the game like or in the in the movie like never really made sense to me because it's just like why does everything else exist except for chasing the I don't know, whatever, that bug that you have to, like, catch. Everything else seems pointless. The snitch. Yeah, everything else seems, like, pointless in the game to do. No, because the snitch is worth a bunch of points, but all the other stuff still earns points. Yeah, but every match always just ends with, you know, Harry Potter finding the freaking seeker. He's the seeker. But he finds the snitch. Yeah, but... It's strategic. There's a strategic element to it, because when you get the snitch, the game ends. So if you find the snitch, but your team's down, and... You the points you get from catching the snitch won't put you over. You kind of want to like keep it in your peripheral, but like make sure your team gets enough points. I, I don't know. I think Quidditch is the coolest thing to come out of Harry Potter personally, as someone who played the PC game a lot. So you just just because of the game though, not because. Oh of- yeah, that game was so much fun, and I'm sure Broomstick League Broomstick League looks like a lot of fun too. Yeah. So and everyone out. who listens to the podcast probably wishlisted. So hopefully it was on our wishlist this segment. Yeah. One of my favorite sections of the podcast. Um, but we're not there yet, Steve. Oh, Rain it in. Our last bit of news this week, a summer with the Shiva Inu is coming to consoles. Hot damn. Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS4, this summer. Um, which is a pretty great turnaround because it came out August on PC last year. And porting to consoles, Steve, let me tell you, as someone who's just watched other people try and do it, it doesn't look easy. So getting it on three <laughs> different consoles at once, that's pretty hype. Well, I mean, they're not out yet, so there's still time for stuff to get delayed, but... That's ambitious. I like it. Now, the um, 
the um the publisher Rata Laika Games. Now, Trophy Hunters know this publisher very well because they are fairly famous for just all the easy bullshit platinums that you see on um, online and like online and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they, a lot of them come from this publisher. So, while that's not a confirmation that you know this game will have Shibu Island will have an easy platinum. They, mm-hmm. got, they got the publisher that does a lot of easy platinum. So just and you'll be picking it up on PlayStation Four, most likely. Oh uh, well, if I pick it up, it'll definitely be on PlayStation Four, regardless. Okay, okay. But, but keep an eye out on that. Trophy aficionados, or I will, and I'll let you know. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure we'll see it up on PSN profiles days before release. Yeah, did they? They just said later this year, right? So all they said was summer. Mm. And I count summer as like June twentieth to. September first. Why not June? 20th? I don't know. Why not June twentieth to September twentieth? Nah, because as soon as you hit Labor Day, it's like, eh, summer's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, summer's over. That's fair. I mean, we don't go back to school though. We just kind of s- still continue to work. Yeah, but but all the the kids around here go back to school, and I I, I solidarity. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it for the news this week. Uh, we want to highlight some of the jobs that are currently available on our site. Um, if you are seeking employment in the field of game development, let me tell you about some of these studios. Uh, so first up, Pixelmatic is looking for a senior Unity engineer and a lighting artist. They're in oh god, where's Pixelmatic? Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. Yeah. Well, the, so right. yeah, they have uh, they have a studio in Shanghai, I believe. So mm-hmm. this would be working in Vancouver with like that studio. So it's, it's uh, yeah, Vancouver. So if you want to work on a massively multiplayer online, real-time, epic sci-fi strategy game, Infinite Fleet, check out that. Senior Unity Engineer Lighting Artist. Stitch Media in Toronto is looking for a technical artist and a Unity developer. Clipwire Games, looking for a 2D mobile game UI artist and a lead programmer. They're in Toronto too, correct? The rest of these, I think... Uh, Canuck Play is in, is in Peterborough. The rest are in Toronto. All right, so Clipwire in Toronto. Check that out. Certain Affinity in Toronto is looking for gameplay programmer, senior gameplay programmer, and lead designer. And Canuck Play, of course, the maker of 2019's Doug Flutie's Maximum Football, now on store shelves, is looking for several positions. Senior Unity game developer, Unity game developer, Unity technical animator, and a QA tester. Uh, and you can check out all of those positions on our site and their site. And all those positions are on site at their Peterborough office. Yeah. So yeah, go to KenyanGameDevs.com. It's on the front page of our website. Look for the jobs and apply, apply, apply. Just throw your name in there. You never know. Yeah. You never know. People get into games the strangest way possible. Yeah. So it's, it's, you get, you get a hundred no's before you get a yes. That's right. All right. That's it for jobs. Now we're going to move on to my favorite segment, segment, Steven. It's, of course, Wishlist This. When I started on this podcast, back when Brett was still with us, rest in peace, every time one of you mentioned a game and the other one had heard of or wanted to play, you just add to your wishlist right there, and we like listen to you click through and do that. So I made this segment where I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games, and you got to wishlist them right here, right now. Shall we get started? Yep, booting up Steam right now. Perfect. First up, Star Renegades for Massive Damage in Toronto. It's coming 2020 to Steam, and you can wishlist it now. <clears throat> Got to do the, the trailer voice guy. 
Star Renegades is a strategy RPG about outsmarting AI-driven adversaries, forging friendships, and toppling galactic empires spanning over multiple generations. So you can check out... It's being published by Raw Fury. They're scooping up all the Canadian indies. They're publishing Backbone, that uh, Vancouver sci-fi... or oh, no, yeah. um, Not sci-fi. The, uh, you're that raccoon detective in Vancouver. And it's like... Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm bad with words right now, but yeah, they're also publishing Star Renegades and you can check that out. Planned release date 2020. They have a developer blog up. They've been very active on steam as well as their Twitter features outwit your foes with interrupts, counters, combos, and our fast paced reactive time battle system. Ooh, is everyone doing reactive time now? Cause that's what the Final Fantasy demo was doing too, right? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, survive the relentless onslaught of intelligent adversary system that generates unique enemies and bosses that evolve as you play. Ooh, the awards list here is, is pretty tight. It was in the Indie Mega Booth, the Indie Arena Booth at Gamescom. It was a Bit Summit, Seven Spirits International Award nominee. Yeah, it was Jesus. the judge's pick at the mix. So, yeah, definitely something to keep your eye on and, and they, add to your wish list. And they got GIFs in the Steam description stuff. Yes, thank you. GIFs make... If you don't put a GIF anywhere on your Steam page, you're doing something wrong. Put at least five. At least five GIFs. They have... Is it on five, the wish list? They have five. I added it to the wish list. Actually, I think I, I had it like on the wish list before. So. Oh, well, perfect. Did you play uh, their previous game, Halcyon 6? Yes, I did. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't beat it. I don't beat a lot of games lately, or since I was, like, 15, but that's okay. Next up, uh, Lucid Deep from Studio Nevermore, and they're based all over. Um, one of them's in Kitchener, one of them's in Regina, um, and we previously covered their first game, <laughs> Oh No, Oh Geez, My Rabbits Are Missing, <laughs> which <laughs> is a very cute action platform puzzle game, and I actually went to school uh, game design at Laurier with one of the developers on this game, Robin, so shout out to Robin. Um, strange things are happening in the land of dreams, where dreamers are being drawn to the lucid deep, a lovely but dangerous dreamscape where your greatest wishes and greatest fears come true. Navigate through a wide and ever-changing selection of dreams in this action roguelite. What lies in the deep? Um, so it's a roguelite, which is different than a roguelike. And if you mess it up, the rogue police will find you on Steam <laughs> and harass you. Planned release date 2020. You can add to your wishlist now. There are no GIFs in the page yet, but that's okay. It's a much smaller team. I'll forgive that. Um, but definitely also check it out on itch.io. And I think, I don't know if you can pre-order on Itch.io, but you can add like games to your wish list on Itch.io. So definitely support them on Itch.io because they get the bigger cut. And that's what we want for our indie developers. We want man, bigger cuts. Man, even Itch.io has a wish list and Epic doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Itch.io's been around for a while, though. And uh, they, do it, they do it cool, though. It's like they don't do um, wish list per se. You can create like collections of games. And I just named one of the collections like wish list. Um, but yeah, they have that function, and Epic Games doesn't. So, <laughs> Ooh, tugs collar. What do you think of Lucid Deep? You're looking at the trailer. You're 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 thinking about it. What do you think? I absolutely wish list. I'm down with it. I like. Um, I've been kind of feeling RPG stuff, and while this isn't necessarily RPG, it looks like you know an SNES RPG, like a Final Fantasy VI or whatever. Just the way the wall, like that's what it's reminding me of. 
mm-hmm. um, and kind of even like this screenshot with like there's a screenshot with like a pot like a person like in front of a cauldron. cauldron. It reminds me of like the witch from Legend of Zelda and stuff. So I'm getting some solid like nostalgic vibes here. Uh, so I add to the wish list on Steam though. I'm trying to find it on Itchio. I don't even know. Do I have an Itchio account? I, the only thing I've ever purchased on Itchio was um, short hike. Short hike. That's all you need. It's coming free to Epic next week. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's. Oh that's my god. Newsworthy too. That's like Epic's our, just pumping gold into our PC libraries. One of our game of the year. So. My game of the year, personally. Yeah. Lastly, on wish list this. This one I found. Uh, I want to shout out the thread. Because I was just, I go to our, our Canadian Game Dev's Twitter, of course, and just look around, try to see what the word on the street is. Of course. And um, this one came from somebody who was just like, hey, tell me about your upcoming game and uh, you know, I'll retweet them. Right. I'm not going to be able to find it now. But they're from, uh, oh, no, I found it now. Okay, so the person who did the thread was Callum Underwood at DevRel Callum. Um, and so I just went through this list of gifts and the replies, and I found Dreamscaper from at hungover coder and two friends in kingston ontario coming 2020 to steam you can wishlist it now quote <clears throat> a surreal roguelite inspired arpg with souls like combat about lucid dreaming warp the dreamscape around you to battle a nightmarish depression that lives in a young woman's subconscious Dream, die, wake, repeat. I think that was the exact tagline for that Tom Cruise movie where every time he dies, he like respawns. Oh, yeah. Um, but this game has a gorgeous trailer. I just want you to look at this trailer. And like they seamlessly blend from level to level. Like what you're saying, that's like all, that's not um, pre-rendered. Like that's in the game. Like I was, I was going through their Twitter. And like it to load between levels that like the dream changes, like the whole thing blends to white and then blends into something else. Also, the lighting in this game. Like you can see one earlier in like 10 seconds in like the you know when you know when light looks warm yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah oh man the light in this game <laughs> looks warm looking at like some for some foresty levels looks solid like oh man the the, the light mm, mwah, mwah. shout out to what's afterburner studios afterburner is it coming to the console or is it just steam uh currently it just says steam oh and, i imagine uh, there's oh. a team of three is it coming somewhere else too uh they have an itchio page delicious i think i'm trying to see and you know what they have in their description oh, yeah, you can Steve? add it to itch you it looks like you know what they have what do they gifts have? they have gifts <laughs> <laughs> and one of the gifts at the very bottom <laughs> is they just screen cap the they, they like screen recorded the page about and then just add it to the wish list if you go to the bottom of their steam <laughs> description there's just a gif of somebody clicking on add to your wish list that's funny i like that um this game looks tight and it, it looks great definitely something i just stumbled upon yeah um and i'm definitely gonna keep on my radar dream scaper is it on the wish list steve it is i did add it delicious that's it for wish list this if you want to get your game onto our wish list this segment hop in our discord dm us on twitter at me email us whoever you want to we want to look at your game and talk about it all right let's talk about what we've been playing steve now you said up front you've been cleaning up some old games you want to get all those e's on your psn profiles gone. into not ease correct gone. yes they're all gone no god no actually oh, and there's, on there's one vita game that is no longer available, so it'll forever, oh, no. it'll forever remain, which 
That sucks. Infuriates me to no end. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have a little bit of an idea. I have a small idea. Oh my god, I'm so upset by it. When I so what else have you been playing though? Um, I so I platinum Bioshock. I was I know I completed in five days, which is kind of crazy given all the shit I had to do in my life. But the game is so good. Like it's it's really one of the best games I think uh, from last generation. Um, I think. I feel like it's been cheap quite a bit, and I feel and it's been PlayStation Plus and stuff. I, I think you gotta just pick it up. I was like last week, I was like eager to jump into Bioshock Two, but and but when I finished it, I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm good for now. Like I'll wait on returning to Rapture. I'll play Bioshock Two eventually, but I wasn't ready to kind of just jump right in right after being Bioshock. I want to you know chill on it a little bit. Um, did play a little bit of Division Two. I didn't get the update that came out. It was just a reason. Like, I just wanted to kind of go back to it. That game is just still good and solid and, like, a lot of fun. Like, I think the gameplay loop is really good and the, and the level design is really, like, cool. Like, the level, like, the world that they created. The mm-hmm. only problem, like, the, really the only problem I have with the game is just the loot that you get is just so fucking boring. Like, it's just backpacks and, and you know, bulletproof vests. Like, it's so just not fun to get. Like, you know, whenever in Diablo or whatever, when you get, like, a new item, like, in, in Destiny... Borderlands, new weapon. You're like, oh, I, what is this? I want to see what it is. I want to test it out. Like, you don't get that in Division 2. It's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, a gun. Like, just a normal, realistic gun. And that's just kind of... No, I little, feel that yeah. playing playing Division 2 lately. I don't care about <laughs> anything in that game. Yeah. I'm just really going through the things, and my friend's just like, why are you... It's no longer an E now, which is good. But my friend's just, just like, how long are you going to like like play that game? And I'm like, ah, when I get to like 40% of the trophies. Like, level 30 is a gold trophy, and being is a gold trophy. I think when I just beat it, I'll just delete it, kind of be done with it. Um, For your mental health. Yeah, exactly. And the and, uh, hard drive space, too. So. Oh, man, I'm trying to clean up my PC today. It was a nightmare. Oh, That's really? a whole other thing, though. Um, and then the other thing is Outer Worlds. I got back into that. On, okay. On the text is bigger now. Can you read it? Is it legible on a TV? Uh, well, I'm playing on my PC. Oh, okay. On so, Game Pass? Yeah, so I never had that issue. Oh, was that I, an issue? I, uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, you remember when God of War came out that all the menu text was like illegible? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was worse than that, having oh, wow. played both. Like, I couldn't read I couldn't read subtitles, menu description, anything. Like, oh. I. I do have glasses. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to claim to be 2020 vision or whatever, but there was no even option to make it bigger. It it was really bad, mm. but they've patched in multiple larger font sizes. So yeah, it was a game that I played when it first came out and just dropped. And, uh, I have no idea what's going on in the world. Like anything that I did before, I don't remember. And to be honest, the story is not super like the it, the the dialogue is like interesting and fun, but like this mm-hmm. the overall it's world pretty funny. Story, it is. Funny, I think it's funny, but the overall world and story I don't care about, and and I think I'm like in the last mission, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Despite the fact that I played more of it the last couple of days than I did before, I don't really mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. Um. But it's it's solid. It's kind of fun to play like an open world RPG like this that's not buggy and just runs like a pile of shit. Like mm-hmm. The Fallout yep. games do. Yep. Um, so they're pretty. So like, I think they should be kind of like, you know, uh, award like awarded by that. Like that they create like a pretty solid engine here. It is shorter though. Like it's like I'm I'm more than certain I'm at the last boss and I'm very close to the level cap too, and. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I, like I'm maybe like 12, 13 hours in, so 
it's definitely a much shorter game than I thought. And looking online, like it, it's common. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, but I'm excited to just like play it and beat it and move on, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the very last thing I only played like half hour of it's a another e game. It's a Pothion from uh, Oh Alien Trap the, Games. The, the Greek pot game. Yes, it's I I love Cryptarch their their next game and and Alien Trap and whatnot. But I don't like mm-hmm. this game. And it's just I'm just really just trying to get through it. I'm like if I can just get some extra trophies in here, just delete this. And I've tried to play this game on and off for the last like five years, and I'm just like, uh, ouch. It's, it's really just not for me it's just i just don't enjoy it it's just such a weird combat and stuff like that i feel like i'm just shitty at it like i'm just always dying like it's it's kind of a struggle to get through but ouch ouch i have this stupid mental issue where i need trophies so (laughs) you don't need them there is help available for you no 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 okay well let me look at hold on trophy there's a place where i can see like how many e's i have and it's not psn profiles it is PSM profiles. Well, I mean, the whole Ethan is like a PSM profile thing. If I didn't even know yeah, about that, that doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah, I have fifty three E's. You. <laughs> so. Oh man. And like, yeah, one of them is a Vita game that's like taken offline. I'm just like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Like, which game was it? Um, here, let me, let me look it up. Destiny of Spirits, I think. I think that was Never it. heard of it. It was like, it was like a free to play like card thing or whatever but it was like you know, vita had a few of these games where it was like mobile shit where you had to like they had like timers and stuff you know mm-hmm. so you played and for free and there was like a there was like a uh what's the fat the princess cake game or whatever there was a game oh like fat that. princess yeah there was a puzzle, match three puzzler that was like that where you had to wait so there's a few games like that and i guess they took this one down it's like actually you can't like get it in any way so i don't know i got one of 12 trophies in it Hmm. Well, you'll never be able to get two. I guess not. Oh, there was a. Yeah, it's scheduled. It shut down June 2015. Yikes! <laughs> so. Achievements are better anyway, Steve. You should just pivot. No, 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 no. no? My okay. gamer score. I only have like nine thousand gamer score. Like I don't have. Um, I mean, some of these Vita games I don't want to play, like Bastion, All World. What well, Bastion's Gate? Great. I don't, I don't like. I didn't like it. Destiny of Spirits, really? Virtue's Last Reward, Freedom. Do you like Wars. um? Did you like Transistor? No, that's the thing. I don't. I don't what? like. I, yeah, I don't like the. What's the studio? Super Giant or whatever. Super Giant. I I haven't liked any of their games. Did what you play it? Pyre? I played a demo of it or something. Or, it's basketball, Steve. I know. I just. I don't know. It's fantasy basketball. Their games are just weird. They're just too weird. I Hades does look cool. Like they always look cool, but yeah, I just. I don't, I don't like it. Actually, I don't think I played Pyre. I think I just watched. You it. should play Pyre. Of all the games, Pyre is so different, and I think you would like it. Yeah. If you're gonna give them one more chance, three strikes they're out. I would, I would play Pyre. Oh, 19% platinum. So actually, that's uh. There you go. Let me see. How much is it? Uh, I don't know. Just add to your wish list. I'll go on sale eventually. Yeah, sure. Um, unrelated. Ghost of Tsushima got Oh my god, I saw that. Are you gonna are you gonna pick that up? I'm gonna get probably a special edition. Steve, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but my favorite game of all time is Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus for the PlayStation Two. You've mentioned Changed my several, life. You mentioned it was, several times. I was like, no, I think people need a reminder. I was like, oh geez, I wanna say three or four. 
because it came out in 2001. Oh my god. And my friend had a uh, PlayStation 2 and he got it and I came over and we played it for like three or four hours. My parents had to come like drag me out of the basement. And uh, then I wasn't able to get it again because I didn't have a console for several years. But then my babysitter in elementary school brought over all three one day and I just, I played them all. I love them. It's like he was one of my favorite games. And then Infamous, when I got my PS3, another Sucker Punch production. Um, I didn't really like Second Son, but that's a whole other thing. But I'm sold on Tsushima based on the studio alone. I watched that story trailer and it was kind of bad. Like it wasn't a great trailer in my opinion. And a lot of the delivery of the, it was a story trailer. So it was focusing on the character and the amount of characters who like, you're the goat. He's not just a samurai. He's a ghost. And like trying to build all this epic thing. I I wasn't feeling any of it, Um, but having seen, you know, gameplay and it looks great. And this will be, well, I can't really say that because Last of Us 2 is coming out. But you know how, like, Last of Us for PS3 was at the end of the console. Yeah. They spent 10 years figuring out how to make every single pixel on that screen look as good as possible. This will be one of those games for PS4. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to pick it up. I um, How about you? I'll play it eventually, but it's kind of getting close to the PS5 launch where I'm like, I think I would rather just play this on PS5. What if it's backwards compatible and well, they do that free upgrade like Cyberpunk? Yeah, so I, like I would just I would just play I would just get it then, you know. Hmm, I understand. I don't know because when is it? It's like July or something. June twenty third, twenty sixth. Like that's getting like that. into into the time where it's like I gotta start sa- like I'm saving money to buy this mm-hmm. like six hundred dollar console. <laughs> and I don't if know that. <laughs> and I don't yeah exactly after like getting a game and a controller definitely not. Um, mm-hmm. So I. You know, I'm. You put money. People complain about the consoles, but it's like, yo, you've known about this release date for like two years now. If you just put money mm-hmm. away, it's fine. So I'm putting money away specifically for these PlayStation Five, and and you know, sacrifices need to be made. So I think mm-hmm. I would just wait for the PS Five version or whatever, whatever, whatever they do, whether it's a. Re-release but you're getting Last of Us Two at launch, right? Uh, Last of Us Two, yes, hundred percent. Okay, okay. Last of Us Two and Resident Evil Three are probably the last two games that I get. Day for one. your PS4? Yeah, on PS4. Like like AAA games. There might be some other stuff you pick up on sale or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like full price day one uh games. Like if if something if Ghost of Tsushima launches at twenty dollars for on, on, in September, I'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um It won't, but <laughs> No, it won't. But that what I mean is just like there's only two more games I think that I'll play pay like the ninety dollars for. Mm-hmm. Um before the PS5 comes out, you gotta start saving that money, man. That Eve game stock ain't ain't doing too well, so I gotta. It's really not. You play, gotta bail. Soon. I gotta plan B. What's what's plan B? Oh, just like per, just saving. Yeah, just put ten dollars away every week or whatever. The twenty five dollars away every week. Good call. And then so, you can retire when you're eighty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm doing that anyways. <laughs> but this is a specific PlayStation fund. The game fund. Yeah, you, you contribute to your RSP. You should be doing that anyways. Your whole life. Yeah, I should I should look into that. You need to do that right now. I'm telling you. Yeah, your future, um, your future self will thank me and thank you, but more importantly, thank me because I told you to do it. But instead of doing that, I've been playing Persona <laughs> Five with my girlfriend, and uh, we've just finished the second dungeon. Um, I'm almost caught up to where I got to when the game came out in 2017. I played it for like a week, and I got to just after the I got to like June 6th in game, and I'm at like May 30th right now. So I'm almost caught up to where I was, and then it's all uncharted territory. There's some weird, and I said that I said that after I beat Catherine, but like, 
it's a different culture, man. Like you, you, your teacher does like a maid service at night. Oh yeah. And you can right. accident, you can call her, but then she like gives you her phone number and she's like, call me again. I'm like, I'm a like 15 year old in high school. <laughs> this is illegal. Should be everywhere. But it's just like, it's just, uh, it's like, so whatever in that game. But yeah, I, <laughs> you get a lot of those and it's kind of funny. It's very well written. I will say I have played just beat persona four played Catherine persona five is probably my favorite Atlas game. Um, and I'm only like a third into it. If that I've heard it's like 80 to 120 hours. That's too much time, Steve. That's too much time to put into one game. Way too much. You know how many games I can beat in 120 hours? Uh, or or what game you can beat like fifteen times? Exactly. <laughs> I say this. I say this every every time we're having discussions at work, like around different design decisions. I say quality over quantity, and a lot of games lately have been pushing quantity over quality, and I'm not here for it. Jim Sterling, shout out to Jim Sterling. He's a big proponent of that too. And yeah, but everything I've played so far, Persona Five, has been you know I'd say like. 90 to 80 percent quality so i'm I'm here for it yeah yeah that's really all i've been playing lately there's definitely been times where i'm just like this game is great but i wish it ended an hour ago i, I actually mm-hmm. thought about that for last of us the original last of us where i was like really yeah i'm like this especially the part where you play as ellie um what that was i was <sighs> this i'm like this kind of just goes on a little bit too long like that, that's no. like it's like a 15 hour game yeah, it, my first playthrough was 21 hours. Yeah, so I'm like, this is a little too long for me. Hmm. Um, I, I think that sweet spot is, you know, the 13 to 14 hour range. I think that's mm-hmm. the, I think that's the kind of golden thing. Unless like it's really, I mean, Last of Us is special. Um, and as soon as I was done it though, I was like, oh man, I want more. But I wanted like another game. But like I thought mm-hmm. the game, like the, especially the hospital stuff too at the end when. Now all of a sudden you get like a, you get like the machine gun. I don't know whatever you know the gun. The AR or yeah, whatever. They, yeah, I'm like this is. I'm like ah, like this isn't. This is just it just dragged on a little bit too much. But there are other examples throughout like where I'm just like ah, like this should have just been. This should have just ended like a little mm-hmm. while ago. Didn't really. Need yeah, kind of like you feel. That's it a like very a, like. <clears throat> sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say you feel it in some movies as well, right? Where you're just like this movie just dragged on a little bit too, like where it's like, what was the last movie? My wife and I just thought about this for a movie we just saw where we're like, it was good, but like it just, it was a little too long, but you also kind of look at it. You're like, I don't know what they would necessarily cut out, but that's not my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really your that. job is to judge it yeah. afterwards yeah, with all your friends. It. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, for me, I like games that I can sit down and beat in one sitting. And a lot of my favorite games last year were that, like A Short Hike, Super Liminal, Gato Roboto, all these games in and out. You have a cool concept, art style, or, um, you know, mechanic, and or all three. You get in, you just do something cool that, like, one to two hours, and you get out, and that's it. Like Donut County a couple years ago, perfect example of that. And I like more games that do that. But that's really hard to do, right? Because... It's so hard to have an original concept or art style or mechanic now. Yeah. Because everything's been done pretty much. But, you know, they're those are the games that stick with me. And all the big AAA stuff does. Like, that's, Ghost of Tsushima is going to have so much filler, Steve. It's going to be like scrolls or something. There's going to be like a hundred of them scattered around the, yeah, the map. Sure. And there's going to be like so many like 
things you got to specifically do, like, oh, stab this guy in this region when he's not looking five times or something. And that's just filler stuff to pad out. Because gamers equate amount of game time to value of the game, and that's, like, so backwards. Yeah, I think it's because, I mean, this is more of an issue back in the day when PlayStation Plus and Game Pass and all that shit wasn't, like, a thing. But it was kind of like, you know, when I was a poor, poor-ass student in university, mm-hmm. like, I would buy, you know, one game like a quarter or something mm-hmm. every two months or so and you wanted that game you were kind of careful you picked that game you're just like or like even back in the day when you i would rent games like a blockbuster this was my weekend i didn't want to beat it you know for a weekend some of those early side scrollers you can beat pretty quickly so mm-hmm. i can understand that especially if you're if you're kind of like like that's where it evolved from yeah if you, especially if you're like a financially strapped gamer but at mm-hmm. the same time like if you've had playstation plus since PS5. I was looking through my thing today, actually. PS3. PS, PS4, sorry. If you even had it through PS4, that's it's been five years, so it's like, I don't know, under $300. I think it's like 50, 60 bucks. I think it, like, increased. A year. A year. So it's like $300 total for the whole PlayStation 4 time, roughly. Mm-hmm. I have 200 PlayStation Plus things. I was looking through the list today, because I was like, I was trying that's to find insane. Like, something else to go through. That's crazy crazy amount and game pass is just ridiculous right because like game pass is absurd eight bucks a month ten bucks a month whatever it is and you get you know 200 stupid games um so I, I feel like that shouldn't be an argument anymore where it's like if you're really strapped for cash if you're a gamer and you love playing games and you, and you can't like afford to buy the game you want when you want it mm-hmm. just, you know just let it chill games go on sale like ridiculous like control is already on playstation now and and all this stuff like there are mm-hmm. other options where you can just kind of wait, which is part why I say like you know Last of Us Two and Resident Evil Three are really the only games coming out that I can't wait. Like I'll pick them up day one. Mm-hmm. Everything else that comes out, Final Fantasy Seven is approaching that, but I think I can hold off. Also, my friend has like a cheap pre order that he might just sell to me, but I'm or just wait six years and get the three in one. That's that's partly my concern with Resident, uh, Final Fantasy Seven. It's just like if I buy a disc based thing, like the next part comes out in three years, like what the hell do I do with this PlayStation 4 disc? Because I would play it on PlayStation 5. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Is it two Blu-rays? Did I imagine that? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know if that's been announced. I think it is two Blu-rays. Really? Hold on a sec. Because I remember the first one of those I'd ever seen was Resin, or sorry, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2. 2. I opened the case, took one of the discs, I was like, wait a minute. No way. But we're hitting the point where it will feature... Producer oh, yeah. Yoshiro I, confirmed the physical edition will require two Blu-ray discs. What? <laughs> what? Uh, uh, how much can one Blu-ray disc hold? Because that's absurd. How much storage on one Blu-ray? Because the disrespect, Steve, for my hard drive space is getting out of hand. You can fit 25 gigabytes on a Blu-ray disc. A single layer disc can hold 25. A dual layer disc can hold 50. I don't know how many layers are on the disc for PS4 games, but that's probably at least 100 gigabytes. Yeah. That's absurd. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean... Breath of the Wild is 7 gigabytes. Super Mario 3D World is 2.3 or 3.2 gigabytes? There's no excuse. There's no excuse. How big is, like, Witcher 3? Oh, that's a good one. Witcher 3... What's a game that came out... I mean, it came out on it, that came out on one Switch cart. 
So it has to be under 32 gigabytes. Yeah, but I mean, like, the PS4 version looks a lot better than the Switch version. So Witcher 3 Complete Edition on Xbox One is 40 gigabytes. <laughs> There's no way Final Fantasy 7... Like, that's the thing with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Like, I re-downloaded that just as, like, a pickup because the new season came out. I haven't played it mm-hmm. yet, but it's like... I, I can't afford the space for this to be a pickup game because it's it's like 130 gigs on, on PS4. That's absurd. And... So I'm just like, ah, oh, like, I mean, this thing is first to go. As soon as I need space, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't mind keeping it there for now. And like I said, I haven't really been playing that many new games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Division, hopefully, you know, in the next month or so, Division 2 is just gone. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of just, it's it's getting like ridiculous. And I mean, Final Fantasy 7, like this game, it only takes place in Midgar. It's not going to be a very big game, space like space-wise. That's really my hesitation with it, too. Just... Oh, did you read that um, Tim Rogers thread I sent you? His like theory for how the um, the games are going to come out. Oh no, no, I didn't. Hold on, hold on, let me pull it up quick. Just just while we're talking about it. So if you don't know Tim Rogers, he actually just left Kotaku. He's doing his own channel now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he said my my theory is Final Fantasy VII remake is three parts. Part one is Midgar. Part two is the rest of Disc One, and part three is Disc Two and Three. Of course, the original game on PS One was three discs. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and he's also been studying this game, like, since it came out. It's crazy. Like, you should, uh, watch his, um, uh, how the game got translated from Japanese, because he speaks Japanese and English, and he has this cool YouTube series on Kotaku about it. Hmm. Uh, as someone who has never played Final Fantasy, I found it really interesting. But yeah, so it looks like, and I, I, I'd say that's probably an accurate guess. What happens on disc one? Is it Midgar... Uh, disc one is basically Midgar, which is really only like five or six hours in the original game. Mm-hmm. And then you travel through and, and you're basically trying to take down Sephiroth and you find out about the ancients and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Disc one ends in, I don't think it was a spoiler because it's one of the biggest like things in gaming ever. It ends with Eris uh, dying, being killed mm-hmm. by Sephiroth. That's how then disc- you're, in the, you're in the pool thing, right? Yeah. That's how that's like the ancients. It's like the ancient civilization. It's an ancient civilization. They literally just call them the ancients. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how disc one ends. Disc two ends basically with the I think like the just before the last mission, um, and disc three is literally just the last mission, and then like all the like extra little shit that you have to that you that you get to do all the side quests and stuff like that. Final Fantasy mm. 8 and 9 were four discs. That's that's crazy. Which, Too which many is, discs. Which is nuts when you think about it. I remember Take an like, extra year, compress your games. I don't mind. I'll wait. I know financially it doesn't work for a lot of studios, but... Yeah, I think back in the day, it was it was the FMVs. It was the, like, the... the, the those videos. Full motion videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what kind of took up most of the space. Which is why, like, disc 2, because I think it was, had a lot of story shit. Why it was so, so much shorter. Or they probably just, like, couldn't fit. It was, like... They needed 2.2 discs, but obviously you can't do that. So they're like, ah, we'll just throw it on disc three, whatever. It's it's only gonna get worse with next gen. Yeah, because soon as soon I mean, as all was, games are trying to like native 4K, it's it's gonna be absurd. Yeah, because I mean the form it's not like the format changes. It's still Blu-rays. The like the minimum console hard drive has to be like two terabytes, like at least. I wish PlayStation and Sony would like fucking announce some shit already. Oh, uh, you're you're in the 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 drought. They're probably waiting for um. 
Because uh, there's been rumors that coronavirus, yeah, and I, a lot of the production companies in China is going to affect Xbox Series X and well, cause the. If, uh, if these things come out in November, mm-hmm. you got to make you know anywhere from one to four million of these things, and like they would be starting production like very soon, like mm-hmm. like in the next month, really, to make like. Well, they probably started production last year when they announced all that stuff in Wired. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, like in mass, like. Per, like making them for testing for like they put them making, all together, putting them on flats, shipping them. Yeah, exactly. And just getting them ready for distribution and, and shit like that. Um, what if coronavirus delays Xbox and PlayStation? That'd I, be, a, that'd be so crazy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, <laughs> you say this when you per, talk about a person, but like, I wouldn't put it past it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past that stupid disease <laughs> that or no, it's virus. a virus. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause like, just because of where it's hit most. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're looking into... Because they're not making these things in like Canada or U.S. Like that's never, Oh, absolutely that's not. That's never, ever going to happen. The, but like, I don't know how coronavirus has like, affected like other kind of places where they make a lot of things, like Thailand and Vietnam, but like I'm sure they're looking into all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm assuming that's why they haven't really pushed like the announcement, because they don't even know like if they'll be able to release this thing in in november because that's you, crazy ps4 was like the year the ps4 came out no ps4 was, was announced february. at e3 uh, was it february february was the big like uh event where they showed off dreams oh yeah you remember Nanak. no man's sky yeah yeah Do you remember no man's sky was a hype game <laughs> apparently it's good now yeah they showed dreams uh, at that thing too that's crazy yeah what was the one where they showed um until dawn because that was like a ps3 game um it was like was that until dawn was one of those ones along with the last guardian where it was like announced and then not talked about for like eight years really yeah i didn't know that eventually it came out release and marketing no anywho needless to say announced at gamescon 2012 and was initially scheduled for release in 2013 for ps3 (laughs) yeah yeah i remember that because i was like this game looks kind of cool and that was when they had, um, who was it? It's Hayden Panettiere, right? It's one of the actresses for, like, Sam and Rami Malek as uh, Josh. I don't know. I didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't even actually, I played, like, 30 minutes of this thing and then just didn't play it again. It was a good idea. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, Dark Pictures anthology is pretty cool. They announced the second one, actually, last week. All that to say... We hope they take care of people. Delay it if you have to. I, I'm not going to run out of stuff to play. I'll just play The Last of Us Part 2 again. Over like and the over. Tenth and time. over. Well, yeah, the, over and over and over Well, again. they'll release the, the Battle Royale mode for Last of Us. Like. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 100 Ellie's drop into a forest. <laughs> 100 bunnies drop into a forest. <laughs> you know this, right? You know what's happening. They're not going to do a Battle Royale. They're I'm so a- confident in that. I bet you they do. That makes no sense. I bet you it's like a mode. It doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't do that. I don't know. Man. There's never been more than like 20 characters on the screen in any Last of Us scene. So they're not going to... It just would Yeah, but Dar- Darwin Project is Battle Royale. It's only eight players. You know what? You're, you're right. <laughs> well, if you think about it then, um, the survivor mode in The Last of Us 1 was already a Battle Royale. Yeah, because you can revive, right? You basically No, yeah. yeah. That was my favorite mode too. Because there were so many moments where the people I got grouped up with sucked. And, like, I tried to communicate, keep us together. They just ran off and died. And then I would just 
wait till like they stop looting their corpse, and then I like Rambo style hunted the other team, and like clutch say like the, the, everyone else on my team quit, and uh, it was just me against five. And every time I pulled that off, it was like the best feeling in any multiplayer game I've ever played. Yeah, it always uh, it always creates like quite the um, quite the uh, clutch anxiety, I guess, when you're just like the oh. last person and you're just oh, like, oh my so god, good. can I pull this through? And you get, maybe you like get a few of them and but then like two of them double team you or something just, the like, last of us you could say they should have called it the rest of us i've been there's something weird going on with you know a quiet place the john krasinski movie oh yeah and yeah. there's a sequel coming out and it's called a quiet place part two yeah but those games like thematically movies you mean? The, sorry no those games that movie and the game are thematic oh we also didn't talk about they announced the last of us tv show which is kind of hype Oh, but, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. That was weird that announced that like story that came out where they're like they wouldn't change the sexuality of Ellie, and I'm like, why? Why would like? It's why HBO. would you? Like, of course. Like, I don't think anyone thought. They yeah. Would. <laughs> like, if it was know, released on Disney, I points. guess. Yeah, for like international markets, but HBO doesn't doesn't care. No, I mean they make Game of Thrones. They don't care. Yeah, HBO will just do what, like that's a whole thing with HBO. They just do whatever the fuck they want. Home box office, but yeah, the A Quiet Place, <laughs> The Last of Us parallels are, are spooky and I, I i seriously think there's some inspiration there yeah calling it a part calling it part two the post-apocalypse sort of zombie enemy type thing they're literally like you have to be quiet in it anyway that's my conspiracy theory for the episode should we wrap it up there steve are we going to have a new section of your conspiracy theories every episode yeah, every episode i'll bring a new game conspiracy theory to right. to the to the audiences all right, that's it for episode number 132 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running and covering the Canadian game scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, where backing us at any tier will get you early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, as well as our undying gratitude. And sometimes we like to do game key giveaways, and yeah, it's a good time. And, and you get the, to sleep at night knowing that you're helping us cover Canadian games. Uh, here at the end of the episode, we'd like to shout out our top-tier supporters. So a big thank you goes out to our patrons, Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, check out Stretchbot on Steam, Nav from Academy of Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, check out Terminal Orbital Velocity on Switch, and Slaughter Neko. Thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Stephen. It's been a, a good episode. I had yeah. a good time. And we didn't lose anything. We record on Skype and on our local computers now. So barring a complete computer shutdown, we don't lose it anymore. Coronavirus might infect our computers. Don't, don't. They'll, they'll figure out how to get in there. You never know. And then, then it's viral. Then it comes out of like your PC fan and then it infects you. That'd be waiting, a cool episode I'm of like Black Mirror or something. To happen. I'm waiting for Skynet. That's what Bill Gates says. The biggest threat to humans in the next like hundred years isn't um, climate change or anything. It's probably going to be AI. <laughs> I think. But it's, I, I, I don't. I don't believe that. I, I think, think it's, it's climate a, change. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a race. I think AI and climate one of them change. is going to mess us up first. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's climate change. Um, but yeah, where can people find you on the internet if they wanted to do so? Uh, Stephen Alcrane on Twitter and Instagram. I think there's sometimes an eight in there, but. Um... But Canadian Game Devs is where I want you to go. Canada Game Devs. And actually, well, actually, we'll, we'll actually we'll save that a little bit. 
It's it's an anniversary okay. this month for Canada Game Devs. Yeah, it's a big, big day coming up this month. We have uh, some exciting plans for it. Yeah. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-L-Y. And, of course, go to CanadaGameDevs.com and follow at Canada Game Devs on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all of your support and your kind words. And go join our Discord and hang out. It's a good time. Yes. I have a lot of fun in there. Take a break I, while I I'm at work. Alt-tab. Go in there. You should just live it. All right. I should. I'll set up a little little GIF bunk bed. We Great. can all hang out. That was kind of weird. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.